Okay, so the time has come to stop setting back. I'm done listening to these rhetorical questions. I am done listening to these rhetorical answers. There are a lot of things being floated around right now. And not many of them make sense. I'm not one to think that there is one political agenda that makes sense. So I tend to look at all angles. But after having watched the Democratic debate, I only have one thing to say. And it is that they aren't looking at multiple angles. There is a singular angle. And that entire angle is dedicated to the perpetuation of a myth. And that myth is the American dream. For those of us that have spent time working toiling away to create a life for those the the people that we actually care about in our environment the people that mean something to us um, we are being threatened and that threat is that our contribution is no longer adequate. In no uncertain terms, these people claim to say that they have the ability to alter the course of humanity in a way that will allow everyone to thrive. Um, this is a problem. And the problem with it is that not everyone has the ability to thrive. Some people actually seek to thrive off of the detriment of others. There is a criminal aspect. And to deny that is fallacy. True fallacy. Uh, I'm not an expert on anything. I prefer not to be, actually. I think that to claim yourself to be an expert is egotistical at best we have an obligation to know and understand what it means to be humanitarian and I think that we are extending those means beyond what is necessary.
and necessary. I don't even know if necessary is a correct term. Um, because that's it's a very subjective term. It has been plagiarized. It has been manipulated. And it has been used as a bludgeon of political reform. Which makes me hesitant, at best, to use that term. So, the question now becomes, how do we differentiate between humanitarianism great another ism because we don't have enough but how do we differentiate between humanitarianism and compassion because both have their place and both are fundamental in their respective rights We should be compassionate. Um, It is a fundamental function of civil society. And civility is necessary. It's something that's required of all of us. Every person, regardless of where you come from and and what your political beliefs may be, what your be- religious beliefs may be, none of this matters. Humanitarianism transcends that. It's how do we care for our fellow human being? And in doing so, how do we do that without detrimenting others? And I think uh, that particular why is something that isn't being talked about. It's something that isn't being acknowledged. In either side of the political debate or the humanitarian debate, we seem to miss the bigger picture. And the bigger picture is, how do we care for others without it? needing to be a part of an agenda because an agenda is just that it's a means to an end and how does that fit with humanitarianism the simple answer is that it doesn't The long answer is, it can, but how do we get there? So, this leads into a discussion that becomes more complex, I guess would be the correct term, for lack of a better method of displaying what this could be. complexity 
What is it? How do we define it? Is it important? Should we acknowledge it? I think the answer to all of those questions is yes. Complexity does exist. Yes, there is and will always be an aspect of things that some of us just can't understand. How do we overcome that? And this is where things get really weird. Because in all the jostling and all the need to prove oneself right, we lose that aspect, the humanitarianism that that could propel us being the fact that we are one of the most successful nations to ever exist. And I say successful somewhat lightheartedly. Um, in some aspects, we have been successful. We've made great strides in civil liberties. Um, we have also made great strides in breaking down the barriers that prevent human evolution. But we also have this inane persistency, this need to self-segregate and form these small sects of people that have to vehemently disagree with anything that comes from an opposite agenda. Regardless of whether it's common sense or not, regardless of whether it actually could benefit humanity. And there's the rub. Here's where we get into troublesome territory. Because the identity politics, the need to prove oneself right, regardless of whether or not it is correct from a humanitarian perspective has completely overwhelmed logic and reason and the ability to say yes we can be humanitarian and at the same time we can also be civil it denies human complexity it disallows the ability for people to truly be individuals. It forces us to adhere to a group think, a hive mentality that disallows everything, to be quite honest. And, and I say everything in the sense that what makes us great as a country, being America, as this is where I reside, is that we have the ability to absorb every other culture and assimilate it to something that we can call our own. 
and at the same time that that can be great can also be terrifying because there are so many differing ideals. There are differing viewpoints. There are levels and facets and even within our own society, you know, um, I don't think poverty is a racial divide. I think it's a divide of monetary gain. And I think that I think that to break it down to such a baser unreasonable moniker of what it could be is just a disservice to everyone that suffers from it. We all choose to handle situations differently. Now that that absolutely is true and always has been. There's never been a situation in history where certain groups of people did not choose to handle adversity in a different manner. Um, but for celebration of that choice... I just don't know that it leads to anything positive. I can't say that I have suffered the same adversity as someone else. I can't say that. I don't think anyone honestly can. Uh, you can make an argument for that adversity. Um, people try to constantly. The problem with trying to do that, to say that adversity is only available to certain people, is that it's an entirely subjective point of view. No matter what the adversity you faced is, it's entirely subjective. Your worst case scenario is not the same worst case scenario that someone else may have faced. And vice versa. So until we figure out how to get away from this situation where we think that our own personal worst is the only worst that exists, how do we figure out how to make it better? Because for most people, the ultimate goal is how do we make it better for everyone? Not just one singular sect of people, not for just one demographic. How do we make it all better? This is what we charge people with. Um, and instead, instead of a consolidated goal oriented method of delivery we get bipartisanism which leads to your side said this and my said 
side says this, and because you said that, we can't agree. It's entirely counterproductive. Nothing good comes of it. We have seen the highest rise of divisiveness and divisionism and just literal disregard for someone else's opinions and being in the last 20 years that I think has ever been seen in the history of humankind. And instead of saying... Why does this happen? We just point fingers and we blame specific people because it must have been Obama or it must have been Bush or it must be Trump now. But maybe, maybe it's us. Maybe it's the people who refuse to say My beliefs aren't based in politics or an agenda. Maybe my beliefs have more to do with the fact that I care for my fellow human being. What happened to that? And don't get me wrong. Care for a fellow human being doesn't mean we give them blatant free rights to everything that we have. It's not the same thing. There is a difference between compassion and just free reign. What we need to do as a people, if if we all consider ourselves to be Americans, is to consider what is that line? And where is it? And how do we draw it? And is it moral? Is it ethical? Does it follow guidelines that help to perpetuate humanity? Or are we willing to deconstruct everything that we've built? Because at this point, I think that I look around and I see all of these viewpoints and I hear all of these things and all I can think is, We're literally just waging war on each other for no reason other than I have to be right. And what does that prove, really? What do we gain from it? Some win, some lose. Is that okay? Is that the moniker we're going to go with? Hey, guess what? My idea happened to be better this time, so you all lose out and everyone else that we think is a gross benefit to society gains. But it's okay, because the people I care about gained. And the people that opposed me didn't. Is that what humanitarianism is? Is it humanitarian to say that some people deserve it more? Is that what we've reduced ourselves to as a society? Are we able to literally say that 
because I disagree with you, your opinion is lesser and therefore you deserve to have less than everyone else? Where is this going? Where where does this debate end? Because the whole point of a debate, in my opinion, and I could be completely wrong in this, but a debate should culminate in the ability for either side to, to disagree honestly or to secede certain points and say that logic overwhelmed their ability to say that this does not make sense. I don't think either side is capable of that right now. And that's scary to me. It is absolutely dumbfounding that people have zero ability to take new information and say, hey, guess what? That information refutes what I thought was correct. Let me look into that and discover whether or not I believe it. Instead, it's just, this is what I was told, and that's what matters. Why? How does that make sense? How does that even provide the possibility for discourse that could result in positive reinforcement? Because at the end of the day, we should all be seeking positive reinforcement, not negative. We don't need to reprimand people. Everyone knows what they did wrong. Most of us dwell on it constantly. It rules our everyday life. We know that at some point we did something absolutely heinous. And heinous to you and heinous to me are very different things. And that's okay. It just means that we define things differently. And different isn't bad. Different is exactly why we have thrived as a society in America. Difference is the only thing that sets us apart. It's the only thing that allows us the ability to stand up and say, hey, I don't agree with that. Here's why. Why do you disagree? And there's a very important question in all of that that gets missed constantly. Why? Why do we disagree? Why is it a problem? Why, 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 why? No one asks that question anymore. It's just, oh, automatically, oh, you live on the same side I live on, so I don't give a crap what anybody else thinks. We are right. Why? Why are you right? Is your information more valid? 
And if so, please prove it. Either side, I could care less. It could be conservative. It could be liberal. It could be Boston Tea Party. I could give a damn. What I care about is can you actually articulate the reasoning behind why you believe what you believe? And the fact is there are very few people who are capable of that. And even amongst the ones that are capable of it, the tendency is to spew benign facts that have no basis in actual experience, which makes me leery to even listen to them. Much less interpret them as something that could be useful. And in saying that, I admit my own fallacy. I understand that I am also very, very egotistical. And there it is. And the fact that I am egotistical and I'm aware of it should speak volumes. Um, I speak literally from the heart. My mind is made up 90% of the time when I choose to speak about something. I speak about it not because everyone else thinks it's a hot topic. Because lots of things are hot topics. You can go for fucking days. You could actually probably stretch this out into months without even trying and never hit on the the main question that 99% of the time is missed. And the question is why? Why do you believe that? Why does it make sense? How does it actually facilitate itself in society? And why should we all agree to it? Why? The most common question that gets overlooked why it's sad that in a society of people who are supposedly very well educated um, we actually have as a country the highest rate of post educated people in the world and yet none of them care for the question of why they don't care for it because it doesn't play into some societal norm or some identity politic that allows them to be a part of a larger group that says, hey, anyone who doesn't agree with this is wrong. And if they're not wrong, they're a bigot, a homophobe. There's something wrong. There's something detrimental to society unless they agree with me wholeheartedly. I have trouble understanding how that transition happened. And 
I still haven't found a foundation for the argument that if you disagree with these things, these laws, we can call them statutes, whatever you want to call it. Uh, Let's say gay marriage, abortion, whatever you want to call it. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. If, If you stand on a subject, pick one. Um... There are five labels that tend to get thrown at you almost immediately. And it doesn't really matter if you have facts to back up why you believe that way. You are literally a racist, homophobe. I don't even care what they say. Like, there are so many of them. It's now become like the LGBTQIAQBZ, whatever. Dude, keep making them up. Make them up. Because it literally at this point has become a system of just how far can I push it? How far can I keep going before enough people get upset about it to say this is not okay so by that moniker it literally is a divisive statement it's it's the ability to just literally separate sex of society and say this person doesn't agree with what I say so they must be a homophobe or they don't agree with us with what I believe, so they are literally persecuting me. I use this language specifically to draw a correlation. That correlation is that persecution has a very specific mannerism. And that mannerism is being flayed to bits at the border by people who say well I'm seeking asylum okay you can seek it what is the obligation to recognize it and things go really quiet when you ask that question Because most people don't understand what the internationally agreed upon rules of asylum or refugee status are. Most people don't even know. They don't care, to be honest. Now, it isn't about uh, humanitarianism. It's about demonizing some sect of people who believe that upholding a law of a country is righteous. And even using the term righteous, to me, is a trepidation. It really is, because it's so associated with some religious right, which isn't really where that term originates, But let's go on that tangent and use a different term. 
Okay. Um, to state that someone has immigrated illegally. Should have a very specific meaning. And there should be very specific terminology to dictate that. To say that someone came into this country seeking asylum and is here without having gone through the proper channels but is still a refugee. Kind of stomps on language and stomps on law it, it literally negates our understanding of what refugees are and it negates in in a way that gives free reign for anyone to define what that is which is dangerous Let's be honest, it is very dangerous. And there are a lot of people out there who would go, why is that dangerous? Well, it's dangerous because if you don't define the terms upon which someone can claim refugee status, then anyone can claim it. And if you believe that anyone, no matter their intent, deserves to be an American citizen, then perhaps you should have been aboard those planes on 9-11. Because those people believe that they had that right. Or, better yet, Maybe your time could be better served going to one of these countries and helping to rehabilitate so the question is are we intended to allow our country to be ravaged by the influx of these people or should we take a humanitarian approach and help to solve the issues that make them want to come here in the first place and here's where I get torn because on the one hand As a taxpayer, someone who works hard, I want my family to thrive. And I'm willing to work my ass off to make that happen. Quite literally, don't care how many hours it takes. I don't enjoy my time away from the family. Let's let's not get it twisted. Um... But I do it because it benefits them in a way that I will not be able to do otherwise. And I think that that's a general humanitarian approach. I think most people want to care for their families. 
And that's a driving factor in almost any decision. Is the risk worth the reward? That's a big question, and it's a hard one to answer. And it's why there are so many people that are just lobbying back and forth to say yes and no and no and yes, and it's just muddled. It is entirely muffled by the constant hem and haw of the whole argument. Because none of it makes sense. Not really. There are purists that could go clean back like thousands of years and say that none of us own any of this land. And although that may be true, um, there have been many civilizations that didn't manage to create a society of civility that allowed us the the propensity to do what we have done in the last several decades. And that's important. Whether you like it or not. It's important to state the fact that in the in theory of human evolution and I say theory because uh, there are different schools of thought on how evolution occurred or whether it occurred and then you get into the whole debate about religious ethics and how religion has portrayed itself upon humanity, I guess I could say. Um, I tend to be a biased person on this subject because religion for me is difficult in many ways. Not necessarily spirituality. Um, I think that spirituality is a great thing. I think that it serves a great many people. Religion in and of itself. Now that's that's a, that's a whole different subject. And the reason it's a whole different subject is because it is entirely manipulated by different groups of people. Everyone has their own specific type of religion. Everyone has their own beliefs and there are different sects of each belief and it just gets so muddled. Um, there is no God is God and this is great and it benefits humanity. There's none of that. There's none of that. It, it all gets pieced out. It gets turned into something different based on the ideals of the people that decide that they have a better idea and are charismatic enough to be able to gain a following. It's, it's, it's just 
politics on a gross scale. Um, and that scares me. The same way that politics in and of themselves in today's society scare the living shit out of me. They just scare me. Because they're so polarizing. And I don't, I really don't believe that that was the intention originally. We've come to a point in society where we're all so intelligent and we're all so capable that we can manipulate language and we can say that well, the language in the Constitution wasn't meant to be this, or it wasn't meant to be that, and we can come up with valid arguments to either side, just just to do it. We could literally have debates for days about what this line means or what that line means, because Old English is no more. Like most things that have prevalence at some specific time and period, it has become extinct. Amongst the average person. Now, I'm sure there are those scholars out there that study linguistics that can say, well, that's not exactly true. And then please enlighten us. Stop sitting back in the shadows and saying, I understand what that means, but I'm not going to tell you. How does that benefit humanity? And and the ultimate goal for, I think, I, I think for most people, the ultimate goal is how do we benefit humanity? And for me, that's where I'm at. That's where I am. How are we benefiting humanity? So you make a proposal and you say open borders is a great idea. Sweet. How does that benefit humanity? Well, it raises X and X and X and X and X out of poverty. Great. At what cost? What does it do to the people around them? Well, I'm not entirely sure, but I, we're going to raise taxes. Okay. Let's do that. Let's raise taxes. A lot of working class families have a hell of a time trying to stay above ends meet right now. At the current tax scale. So what happens to them when we raise it? Well, it'll balance out. It has balanced out because those 1% of people that are severely wealthy will now have to pay their fair share. Really? Really? What was your your suggested tax rate? It has to be 
a scaled rate. It has to be proportionate, which is why flat tax makes sense. Sorry, the reason flat tax actually makes sense is because your earnings are irrelevant. It does not matter whether you make $10 a year or you make $100 billion a year. doesn't matter. You pay the same taxes. It's the only force for balance. Everyone thinks I'm crazy. I'm okay with that. Logic eludes a lot of people, and it does it frequently. I just really wish people would spend the time to investigate the after effects of their decisions. Because it's easy to make a decision in the heat of the moment and say, ah, guess what? All these people deserve it. Sweet, what happens to all the other people that did deserve it? What about them? How do we not disenfranchise people while we're trying to be humanitarian? How do we take away the factor of funding? Because shit costs money, dude. All day long, every day, no matter who you are, how you live, Everything you want, everything that sustains your life, costs money. Money. Money, 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 money. All day long. Why do you think people fucking rob and pillage and break the law? Because money is king. Can't stop it. You can give some people everything they've ever wanted, ever, at a life. You can give them everything they've ever dreamt of, and they'll still want more. Because the fact of the matter is, how much is enough? Are you willing to answer that question? How much is too much? We don't even know the answer to that question. How much is too much? How most of us don't even understand the concept of too much? So... Here's the challenge. If you disagree with my viewpoint, if you think I'm dead wrong, please message me. Let's get a dialogue going. Let's really understand exactly 
why we think the way we do. Because that that's my goal. I'm not out here to fucking make people feel bad. I want to understand people. And that's important to me. So, I, I particularly want people to disagree with me. Please disagree with me. And if you do, give me a response. It doesn't have to be long. It could be five minutes. It could be two minutes. I don't care. Respond so that I can contact you and we can have a dialogue and understand where we stand. It doesn't, it, it isn't about being negative towards each other. I, I, I don't disrespect any idea that has come out in the last 10 years. I just think that, that in order to find a common ground, we need to work towards that. And in order and honestly, in order to do that, we have to try to have a dialogue and understand each other's perspective. So let's do it. Please message me. Send me a, a voice recording. I don't care what it is. Help me understand your position. And I'll try to help you understand mine.